What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Nancy Grace is coming to Fox Nation. I want justice. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, available now only on Fox Nation. Where is 11-year-old Gannon Stotch, the Colorado boy? Reporting him missing sparked off an intensive search, but I can't help but notice they started the search in the backyard of the home. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Hello, everyone. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for joining us on Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Before we go to missing boy Gannon Stotch, I have news to report. It's with a heavy heart I report that Officer Brent Scrimshire of the Hot Springs Police Department was gunned down in the line of duty. At this time, our prayers to him and his family. Let's switch gears now as we hold Officer Scrimshaw and his family in our minds. I want to take you out to the story of a missing little boy, Gannon Stotts, just 11 years old. My twins have just turned 12, and even now they're little babies to me. Gannon Stotch, missing. Or is he dead? Take a listen right now to our friends at KOAA. This is NBC5, Katie Blase. The community holding out hope that Gannon will be found. They've been tying up blue ribbons around the neighborhood, Gannon's favorite color, and distributing and posting flyers like this. Gannon has brown hair and brown eyes. He's 11 years old. He's 4'9 and weighs 90 pounds. And he was last seen wearing a blue jacket and jeans. 
Now, we spoke with Gannon's dad on Tuesday night, and he told us his son was last seen between 3.15 and 4 on Monday afternoon, and that he was going to a friend's house but didn't say which friend. The dad tells us when Gannon didn't return home a few hours later, that's when police were called. Now, a little after 10 on Tuesday, the El Paso County Sheriff's Office showed up at Gannon's home. Law enforcement were at the home and appeared to be searching in the backyard with some flashlights. Gannon's parents speaking about the search for their son just moments ago. I'm Landon Hyatt, Gannon's mom, and I encourage you guys, I know many of you mothers and fathers, I encourage you just to seek, find him. I'm so thankful for all the outpouring help. You know, when you look in your backyard and you see police and volunteers searching with a flashlight, can you imagine not knowing where your 11-year-old child is? Reporting him missing sparked off an intensive search, but I can't help but notice they started the search in the backyard of the home. With me an all-star panel, Jason Oceans, veteran trial lawyer, joining me today out of New York, but practices in multiple jurisdictions, former FBI Special Agent Jeff Cortezzi, Director of the Cold Case Research Institute, Cheryl McCollum, forensic psychiatrist at Dr. Daniel Bober on Instagram. Dr. Daniel Bober joining me out of the Florida jurisdiction. Investigative reporter, CrimeOnline.com, Lee Egan. And also Dave Mack, CrimeOnline.com, investigative reporter. Okay, I want to start at A and then go to Z. First, I want to hear the mechanics of how this little boy somehow goes missing. Dave Mack, give it to me in a nutshell. Repeat, nutshell. On January 27th, Tisha Stock says Gannon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. ID, ID for me. When you uh, say Tisha Stock, that is Gannon's stepmother, correct? She yes. lived in the home with him and his father. Yes, no. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Stepmother Tisha Stock uh, calls police when Gannon ostensibly does not come home after going to a friend's house. When police set her down to get a statement, find out what happened, she said that Gannon left their home that afternoon between 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. to walk to a neighbor's home to play. Okay, just, just stop right there. I'm going to come back to you, Dave Mack, with me, Dave Mack, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Okay, Cheryl McCollum, director, Cold Case Research Institute. You've heard of these free-range children? Now, I was a free-range child because both my parents were at work all day long. Dad, my dad at the railroad, my mom at a canning plant. So when we got home from school, we got ourselves in. And after we did homework, I would take off on my bike and I wouldn't come home till I heard the chimes in the church steeple or my mom or dad on the car horn. Okay, That was a signal to come home right now. So we were raised that way, but... It's not like that anymore to just have your child walk to a friend's house and then you don't know when they're coming back and then they don't show up and you have no idea what happened. I, I know the free rangers are going to get mad at me, Cheryl McCollum, but that's crazy talk. Well, the other issue here, Nancy, is he supposedly stayed home sick from school that day. So if he had been sick all day, as soon as the other children get home is usually not when any parent is going to let him 
go play. Well, if he go was sick to- at home from school, why did he go to a friend's house, much less on his own? Dave Mack, uh, Crime Online, uh, pick it up right there. So he walks to a friend's house, and when it's time for him, t- did he have a set time to come home? He did. He was supposed to be home by about he was supposed to be home by about six p.m. And okay. When he did. That's when the alert went out. Is that or dark at that time? Jan 27, I would assume that 6 p.m. is starting to get dark. Yeah, it would already be pitch dark, actually. Uh, so I went down about 515. Uh, How do you know that? Time. Uh, mountain time zone. Just All right, having go ahead. in that zone, just know that time. But so he doesn't anyway, show up, and? Right. He's not home at time. And so um, when, Al, when uh, Gannon's father, Albert, uh, gets home and Gannon's not there, stepmom says, well, he went to play. They call police, and the police, they treat it as if Gannon is a runaway. I do want to address something. Um, Cheryl mentioned that he was homesick from school. Uh, that does kind of play into this whole thing because Gannon should have been in school that day, but he wasn't. He stayed out of school interesting, that day. Interesting. Uh, homesick from school. Um, to Jason Oceans, veteran trial lawyer, joining me out of New York. Jason, you have two children that you've managed to raise up, and they're past their teens. I mean, I remember when they were this big, but now they're grown. What happened? Did you let your children, or did your wife let your children just leave and go to a friend's and come back? I'm not going to judge you if you did, but did you? Nancy, I had the same experience as you did. Uh, The call for me back was my father's whistle. I, I can't whistle like he did, but my God, he could whistle with his fingers and wait, wait, you know, did you it was just, like a, did a you just horn. say G O D right here? Don't. Don't don't drag him into this, please for Pete's sake. Okay. Back to what you were saying. And so you and, could and run that's, wild. And that's how I came home. As we right. did. But yeah, what about absolutely. your children? No, you, you couldn't in oh, an environment of H-E information H-E like this. Double. No way. L, no. So you would take them to wherever they were going or walk with them. Right. Or, you know, it, 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 absolutely. Because there was fear uh, based on social media and everything else, information. You know, you just don't want to do that. And, and you check in, hey, did you get there? Or you're following them on the phone if they have one. Uh, let me tell you something. That was one of the biggest decisions. It nearly tore our family apart. Uh, Cheryl McCollum, do you remember... It was on their 11th birthday. I broke down and gave them cell phones. I did not want to do it, Cheryl. I told you this story uh, because I think predators get to children through their cell phones. But a friend of ours, son, who knew he could dance and play music, was going to be in the marching band at a football game, Cheryl. And so we went to this high school football game. And I got to this stadium and... The children did not come back after 20 minutes. I let them go. And I started looking for them. Cheryl, all these parents were tailgating at a high school football game. They were out there drinking. And, hey, I'm not the church lady. Drink all you want to. But I know, Cheryl, that adults do things, adult males particularly, when they've been drinking and they're in a crowd, they wouldn't normally do on their own. And Lucy and John David were gone. I found them, but I swore that night I would get them a cell phone too early, Correct. and I did. Do you remember that? I do, and I remember you and I talking about it because that was one of the decisions for me with my children, you know, playing sports and being in two different fields at the same time and, you know, spending the night with friends. I wanted them to have a way to get me if they needed me. So I made the same decision you did when they were much younger. 
to let them have a cell phone earlier than I well, wanted Well, it to. also helps when you're stalking your children because, you know, they just Absolutely. played with their band <laughs> at Disney. Hello? So yep. there, there was Dave and I, you know, telling them like four cars behind, <laughs> driving down behind. But I had the uh, Life 360. So I could follow them all around. Is I did not follow them. I went and watched them play, and then I left to a discreet distance. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about a little boy, 11-year-old Gannon Stotch. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. I want you to take a listen to something I find very intriguing. Let me just call it intriguing. Take a listen to our friends at KKTV CBS 11, Spencer Wilson. I'm just ready for Gannon to come home. Most importantly for him to see his family. But second, I am going to be so ecstatic when I'm able to say to people that I hope they have a really sincere apology for all these theories that have came out online for all the things they said that I have done or people have done. I just want everyone to know that we're going to find Gannon. And I love him so much. I've helped taking care of him for so long. Can you talk to me a little bit about him? I don't know him. Gannon is so kind and he loves to play video games. That's one of his favorite things. He loves Sonic and Mario. And, you know, he's always helpful. And he was always so helpful with the dogs around the house. And we have two little cute dogs. And he was always like a person I could say, Gannon, can you go do this? And he would do it right away. You know, sometimes with kids, we have to remind them and things like that. And that's okay. But he was so sweet and able to help anyone. He could notice when you're sick and say, are you okay? And such a kind heart. Did you hear that? You're hearing the stepmother, Letitia Stotch. You know what? You, you just can't change your nature. You can't. Um, and I used to tell juries a story in closing argument about Mr. Froggy and Mr. Scorpion. Scorpion comes up to Froggy and says, Hey, can I ride your back across the river? And Mr. Scorpion says, No, you'll bite me and I'll die. And Scorpion says, no, I won't, because we'd both go to the bottom of the river and we'll both die. Froggy thinks it over and gives him a ride. Halfway across, Mr. Froggy feels a pain go down his arm. And as he's sinking to the bottom of the river to die with Scorpion on his back, he said, why did you do that? For now we both will die. And Mr. Scorpion says, I can't help it. It's just my nature. To Dr. Daniel Bober, forensic psychiatrist, joining me out of Florida, did you hear the stepmother start talking about how she, Gannon's missing, and she's talking about how she wants an apology, and starts referring to Gannon in the past tense. She begins, he is, he is, he is, and then she switches to, he was always so helpful. He was so sweet. Did you hear that, Bober? Yeah, I heard it, Nancy. I mean, in these situations, you know, you always start in and you work your way out. So it definitely is very concerning for sure. Dr. Bober, you, you sound like a psychiatrist, and I don't mean that in a good way right now. You said it's concerning. The boy is gone. The stepmother who was with him that day is worried about herself getting an apology because people have questioned her child-rearing mode, her child-rearing tactics. She's worried about an apology? 
when her child is missing. Don't make me tell you the story about when John David went missing and babies are us. Because I will. I did not care who looked at me in my horrible outfit and my old tennis shoes screaming for John David to lock the doors. I couldn't find him. I didn't care what anybody thought. Why is she so worried about an apology? Yeah, Nancy, I mean, at the very least, it seems like her priorities are a little bit misplaced at that point. I can see you're a tough nut to crack, Bober. I see that right now. Well, you know what? Jeff Cortese, former FBI special agent, you've seen it all. What do you make of what stepmommy is saying? She wants an apology and then starts speaking about the child in the past tense? You remember when uh, Scott Peterson did that? She was amazing. He said that about Lacey. And I went berserk. Why would you talk about this child in the past tense? Yeah, no, absolutely, Nancy. I mean, it jumps right at, right out at you when as soon as she starts speaking. Uh, very odd behavior, immediately talking about herself. She's very kind of comfortable. Um, doesn't seem as concerned, at least over the audio version. And then speaking of uh, the, the young man in past tense, those are all going to be He's significant a baby. red flags. He's not even a young man. He's a baby. He's 11 yeah. years old. 11 years old. I guess that's the fifth grade, maybe the sixth grade. Okay. I want you to hear more of what stepmom says. Take a listen to KKTV CBS 11 reporter Spencer Williams. Do you feel like these are just internet detectives who think they know what they're doing? It definitely is. And, you know, here's the thing that kind of saddens me. It's like if you're going to talk about someone like that and have a witch hunt out for them, why would you even care like, about doing those things? Because this is a child. You're telling me that you're just as mean, you're just as hateful to talk about someone else like that. That's how I feel. Like we just should not. We should all come together and wait until the end and, and see what happens because Gannon's going to come home. Any message for Gannon? The message for Gannon I have is, Gannon, when you get here, you'll be able to truly tell what happened. And then I really hope I get a sincere apology from everyone who has made all those things, especially from my husband. Okay, Cheryl McCollum, Director Cole Case Investigative Research Institute. That's quite a mouthful. Okay, Cheryl McCollum, oh, yeah. you know what? Um, I know that there are lie detectors. I know that there are be behaviorists that watch the uh, movements, the eye blinks, the um, movements of the mouth, the phraseology. That's what they do. They're experts. But after putting, I, I don't know, how many would you say three or four or 5,000 witnesses on the hot seat? You can tell when someone is all about themselves. And in this case, all she's talking about, she's not crying she's not upset she's not begging the public for help she's talking about getting an apology and that disturbs me cheryl mccollum oh it disturbs me she has clearly made this all about her she has not asked for the public to help look for him she has not pleaded for somebody to return him she has not said anything tearfully to him like i love you or we're waiting here for you she just says, oh, yeah, he's going to come home, and when he does, y'all are going to apologize to me. And Nancy, my, you know, barometer for this whole thing is always Elizabeth Smart's family. When she was missing, remember her daddy and all of his brothers said, give us lie detectors. Come take our DNA, whatever you need to do. They wanted 
law enforcement to do the job they had to do, but ultimately look for her. Get me off your list and go find my child. You're absolutely right. That's what Ed Smart and all of his male relatives did. I always think about Mark Class. Mark Class, his daughter, Polly, went missing from her mother's home. She was having a spend-the-night party that night. She had several little girlfriends over, and Polly goes missing out of her own bedroom. And the first thing when Mark Class found out, you know, within an hour, he immediately said, take my fingerprints, check out my alibi, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it so you can move on and start looking for Polly and looking for the person that took her. That's the gold standard right there, right there. And that's not what I'm seeing. Back to you. Uh, Hold on with me now. Lee Egan, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter who has been speaking with the stepmother who I, I guess Lee would, she would call you sporadically. Is that correct? Yes, Nancy. She would call me from, Actually, she never gave her phone number. She would call from an email. Don't you have caller ID for Pete's sake? No caller ID. It would come up, no caller ID. Interesting. She she blocked her number somehow. She wouldn't let me have her number. It's called Star 67, just so you know. Go ahead. Yeah, she, whatever she did, she made sure that I didn't have her number, but she would call me. And we did speak in depth, and she did give quite a mouthful. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. And we are bringing you the latest on the case of a missing little boy, Gannon Stotch. Right now we're talking about his stepmother that lived in the home with him, who seems hell-bent on getting an apology from people who pointed the finger at her because of her, let me just say, child-rearing tactics. Back to you, Lee Egan, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. What are some of the things the stepmother told you? Well, Nancy, she started out telling me exactly what she did that day, Monday, January 27th. I'm curious, what did she do? She said that she took him to go to play it against... Mind you, he's homesick from school. She so you confirmed that with her, that he had been homesick yes, from ma'am. school. Well, what was his yes, ailment, ma'am. may I ask? Stomach ache, nausea issues. He was pooping in his pants. And then he had bouts between diarrhea and constipation. At but age 11. Age, she said it was from medication, I guess side effects from a medication. Uh, but then she added that, she, that he's always had these issues. So it's one or the other, but either way. She said he was sick, uh, stomach ache, so she brought a white bag, a white plastic bag, for him to hold in case he had to vomit. And the reason she told me this was because neighbor Roderick Drayton has a surveil- has surveillance footage of Gannon holding a white bag in his hand, and she was trying to explain what that was for. So she takes this little boy to play it again sports. Wait, 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 him- play it again Sport. Yes, it's a used sporting goods yeah, store. Right. Been there. Or you can buy and sell equipment. And I guess they have surveillance video of her taking him there? I don't know. That we do not know. That police will not release that information. Hey, Jack, will you uh, just Google that for me really quickly? I don't recall hearing that either. It's play it again, sport. 
and where they sell like used um, volleyballs and ski gear and lacrosse, uh, whatever sport you play, they have used equipment there you can buy. I haven't heard anything about surveillance video there, but they may have it and have not released it. But you know what, Lee, now that I'm talking about it, hold on, Cheryl McCollum, don't you think if they had the video, if their ex if video existed of stepmom in there with him, it would have been released to show the public to see if anybody could verify it or follow her Absolutely. or see her later? And to see if there's any sex offenders in there, see if there's anybody lurking yeah. around here. That tells me it they doesn't exist. I, I don't know. It's not popping up. That's my first guess that it doesn't exist, or I think they would have released it by now to get public tips and information. Go ahead, Lee Egan. After Plattigan Sports, she says they went to Castle Rock. That's about an hour away from her home in Colorado Springs. They went to Castle Rock to buy a surprise birthday bicycle for her husband, Al. He was out of town working at the time. Did she actually buy the bicycle? No. And she actually never bought anything from Play It Again Sports. Tell either. me what is Castle Rock. Explain that. It's about an hour away, and she said she took the back roads to get there because there was a wreck on the main highway. Really? Now, there was police searching around Douglas County, which is Castle Rock is in Douglas County. Law enforcement and searchers were searching all around that area. And she was putting herself, she was trying to explain to me why her GPS or her Apple smartwatch, because she left her phone at home, why her Apple smartwatch would have pinged in that area. And she's explaining, well, that's simple. We went to Castle Rock to, to find Al a bicycle. You know, she no left her phone at home? Yes. Okay, uh, I've got a problem with that. Jason Oceans, you know I love cell phones. I love cell phones because they can tell me where a defendant went. And here she's left her phone at home, but apparently... <laughs> forgot about her apple watch and it pinged in that area so she takes the sick child who as she says is pooping in his pants i don't know that i do you believe that with an 11 year old boy yeah i guess he could you'd think he could get to the bathroom but if he's doing that jackie why would she jason why would she take her child an hour away to go shop for a bicycle that they didn't buy if he's that ill, if he's having diarrhea and throwing up so badly, man, I'd have John, David, and Lucy in the bed. You have him in bed, Nancy. You're you're a good mom, and uh, that's the right thing to do. So, everything here is breaking protocol, right? Why would you, if you're if you're if your child is is you know now incontinent because of uh, a diarrhea and uh, throwing up, and you take him out of school, now you're exposing them to. Uh, going outside and driving a distance, it, it none of it makes sense. It okay, check. yeah. It's speaking about the past term. None of it fits, man. So, Lee Egan, um, you're telling me she left her cell phone at home, but she forgot about her Apple Watch, and it pinged in that area, so she's explaining to you why she's there. Yeah, yes, she's assumed it pinged in the area because they were searching all over the exact area she drove through. Okay, hold on. So she was trying let, to let me, this is new information. I'm trying to assimilate everything you're saying. So if she goes shopping, I assume that there's surveillance video of her looking at bicycles in a, a shopping in a mall or at a sports store? She never stopped. She said, we went to see about it, but I never actually bought it. So we don't know. She won't. She wouldn't even give me the name of the bicycle shop. Bober, Bober, please, come on. 
Come down out of your ivory tower, Dr. Daniel Bober, forensic psychiatrist. If I'm giving you my movements and I, I call you and I say, hey, you're with Crime Online. I want to tell you what I did that day, but I've blocked my phone number. I won't tell you which store I went to or whether I bought anything or whether I even entered the store. You don't have a problem with that, Dr. Bober? Of course, Nancy. Listen, there's red flags all over this. You know, I'll tell you what, what you want to know, but only what I want to tell you. So, I mean, it's, it's very suspicious. Of only course. what I want you to know. Okay, Lee Egan, pick it up. What else? Hey, Nancy. Okay, so there was something else, too, I forgot to mention. She, the surveillance footage, you know, circling back around to that because she was, expl- she was explaining to me why, what happened, when, and how, just trying to explain her actions mm-hmm. away. She insists that the surveillance footage taken on Monday actually happened on a different day. What surveillance and footage she, of the neighbor? Yes. Yeah, so neighbor Roderick Drayton, he took, he has, his footage picks up sound. It picks up everything. It's in color. It's full. It's clear. And he told me that on Monday at 1026 a.m., he sees Gannon looking very sick, looking very drugged, can barely walk to the truck gets in the truck with Tisha, Letitia Stouch, and leaves. 2.28, I'm sorry, 2.20 p.m., Letitia Stouch returns home alone. Gannon is not with her. Now, when I spoke to the stepmother, she claimed that that never happened, that back to the white bag. If you look at the white bag in his hand, I gave it to him that day because he was sick. And if you see this other video, he has a white bag. There was another video, but it was on Sunday, so what she's trying to do is she's trying, and I, you know, it's up to law enforcement to tell us the truth, but from the neighbor, he's saying that she's switching the dates up. Well, hold you on know, just a moment. Let's take a listen to the neighbor, Roderick Drayton. Next world, like that Sunday when they went to the Garden of the Gods, uh, I watched them on my video outside playing. Him and his sister, they were playing outside by the truck. And then when they got ready to leave, I heard Chief say, Gannon, get on one side, and Atlanta's on the other side. I could hear her tell him that. They got in, they left, they came back, he got out of the truck, he got out of the car, and he ran into the house. So he was fine Sunday. That Monday, when I was just looking through, I saw him walking, and he just didn't look the same as he did Sunday. So I was like, something isn't right. He doesn't look the same. He looked, you know, I said he looked drugged, or he just, just didn't look like the same vibrant kid he did Sunday, evening when he was, when they got back from the garden of God. Because I've seen him get in the truck before, you know, just... Just seen him getting his dad talking and driving off. He just hopped right in the truck and closed the door. And that day, it just, he just didn't seem right. He just seemed like something was bothering him or hurting him. He just didn't seem the same kid from Sunday. You're listening to the neighbor, Roderick Drayton, speaking to Dave Mack at Crime Online. You know, Dave Mack, you got in touch with the neighbor, and he told you that and a whole lot more. As a matter of fact, take a listen to more of what Roderick Drayton tells our investigative reporter, Dave Mack. I went over to his house, and I was like, hey, I have a camera that, you know, that, that I could see, you know, if anybody came by and picked him up, you want to watch it. And first thing she said was, no, he went the other way. He didn't come towards your house. So I didn't think anything of it. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here. We have all worked so hard to bring to you Don't Be a Victim, Fighting Back Against America's Crime Wave, a brand new book. 
after interviewing literally hundreds of crime victims and police, we put our knowledge into Don't Be a Victim. You can pre-order now. Go to CrimeOnline.com, pre-order now, and know that portions of our proceeds goes to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. So that Saturday, the um, FBI and the cops, they were going around asking everybody so they could watch their camera. And the guy said, well, can I watch yours? And he looked at mine and was like, hmm, let me go back to Saturday. So he went back to Saturday, and he was just downloading stuff. So my wife and I, we went out to the movies, came back home. I was like, why did he go back to Saturday? Something isn't right. So I just, when we got back home, I just looked through hundreds and hundreds of videos, and just then I caught that, and that was like, wow. And first thing in the morning, I got up, I knocked on his door, and I was like, you might want to see this video. You're hearing the neighbor, and I find this particular spot to be very, very probative. Everybody, thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation Sirius XM 111. Gannon Starch still missing. Take a listen to cut 28, Jack. Yes, I watched the video at least 20, 30 times before I took it to a house. Let me make sure. First, I watched it on the tablet. I zoom in. I can zoom in. I can look. I saw no feet. I can, and I turned it up. I said, okay, let me back to the volume. She get out. She goes the door. Garage door open. She hits the alarm and the dark garage and nobody got out. But then I look at it on, on, the, on the TV so I can get a better view. And I put my phone to the TV so I can, you know, get him a better view. And I was like, no, he never he never got out of the truck. That's when I went over to the house and showed him. Straight back out to Lee Egan, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Lee, explain to me what the neighbor is saying today. So what he's saying is when he saw Tisha come back home on Monday, January 27th, it was about 2.20 p.m. She got out of that truck alone. Now, his camera catches her leaving that morning with Gannon. When she comes home, she's alone. He's nowhere to be found. He has not been seen since. Now, what Tisha, Letitia is saying is that Roderick is showing us the wrong video, that he's showing a different day. Because if it was the same day, then that we would have seen Gannon because he did come home with her. And Roderick's trying to explain, absolutely not. I have sound. It's in color. It's clear. I know what I saw, and I did not see Gannon get out of that truck. And law enforcement did tell him, thank you. This is the break we needed. So apparently, you know, it's something that has been very helpful in the investigation. Jackie, I want to hear Roderick Drayton in Cut 22 talking about the FBI coming and seizing the video. It was just the first meeting. I see him in the garage, just, you know, during the summertime working on stuff, but, you know, just casual, you know, wave, maybe wait about it. Did you reach out to the police or to Al first uh, when you realized you had video of Gannon leaving the house? I reached, well, I tried to call so I went over to his house and I showed him the video. And then once he saw it, he called the FBI and they came over and took maybe 60 to 70 or maybe 80 videos that I had recorded. So they got your whole supply of videos on either side of the last video that captured Gannon? Yes, they have from, from that Saturday until that following week so they have all of it day and night. My, my phone, my um, camera records 24-7 and never stops recording. 
It's not like it's not like somebody walks by and picks up. It just constantly records. Dave Mack with me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Dave Mack, didn't he also tell you this is Gannon's neighbor? that the camera records constantly and allows him, Roderick, to watch on his iPad, his tablet, his TV, his phone. He can zoom in and zoom out of the picture. He can slow-mo. He could see who got out of the truck. The video has, as Lee was telling us, sound. He can actually hear the stepmother, Letitia Stotch, get out of the truck, set the alarm, shut the garage door, and nobody got out of that truck but her, not Gannon. Absolutely right, Nancy. And that's why the, the sound actually is very helpful in that because you can hear what Tisha is doing and that Gannon is not there. You can actually hear her uh, opening the garage door, setting the alarm, uh, closing the garage door. You can hear her footsteps as she moves. And again, there is only the sound of Letitia. There's never a sound of Gannon. To Jason Ocean's New York defense attorney, that's why we have the Fifth Amendment. See, if she had waited, as you would advise your clients, till all the physical evidence had been amassed, then she would have, could have crafted a story to match the forensic evidence. But now she's already locked herself into taking Gannon to the sports, use sports equipment, taking him to Castle Rock to go shopping for a bicycle, taking back roads, uh, 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 marrying herself to a timeline. And she also did that when she called Lee Egan repeatedly on the phone at Crime Online. So she's committed to these various statements. Sorry, Lee, they can always say you're lying, okay, because it's not on video, it's not on audio. Get ready for that. But... Jason, she's locked herself in to a statement, and now the neighbor, unbeknownst to her, and really unbeknownst to him, has everything they did that day outside the home recorded. Don't you just hate that? Yeah, well, she didn't calculate that in her in her plan, it would seem, right? Uh, referring to her stepson in the past tense. She, she didn't have that plan down, Nancy, and uh, criminals are take care of, you know, opportunists. Uh, but generally most get caught because they don't think everything out. They don't deal with this every day, whereas trained professionals or prosecutors or defense counsel do. And you see the shortcomings in, in her story. Uh, and as you say, backed herself well, into something. That's certainly uh, that that's certainly putting perfume on the pig. Shortcomings in her story. Some would call it an outright lie, but fine. You go with the perfume on the pig. I mean, Cheryl McCollum, director of Cold Case Research Institute, you know what this reminds me of? Remember Shanann Watts and the husband, oh, yeah. the killer husband, yep. the killer dad, Chris Watts? Remember when his neighbors outside surveillance yep. video caught him packing the car. They see Shanann go in and she never comes out. And he's actually packing the bodies of Shanann and their two children, uh, Little Celeste, oh, so, so beautiful. But anyway, and he's on video in the home, neighbor's home, when they show him the outdoor video. He can't believe right. that that video disproves everything he's told police. Remember that? Oh, I do. Nancy, she thought she was going to be able to explain everything away. When she didn't know what direction he went, she claimed she was in the basement with headphones working out. She doesn't know anything. 
when they found blood. Oh, he had cut his foot. I mean, she had an answer for everything. This is going to be the end result. When they recover his body, he will be wearing the same clothes from that Monday. And she will have no excuse for that. You know, when I, I, I've been sitting here, Cheryl, as we did so many, many times, sitting around the district attorney's table, talking about this piece of evidence and that piece of evidence, and what about this and what about that. When you just said that about how Gannon ultimately is going to be found, wearing the same clothes he had on that day when the neighbor, you know, coincidentally, inadvertently videoed him, mm -hmm. it really brings it home to me. This little boy is dead. Sadly, yeah. Yeah, you know, Cheryl, this morning when I dropped the children off at school, watched them walk in, I, it, you never think that will be the last time that you may ever see your children again. Take a listen to our friends at KKTV 11, this is Diane Derby and Don Ward. The step mom accused of murder reportedly slipped out of her handcuffs in the back of the vehicle and attacked a deputy who was helping bring her back here to Colorado. Sources tell 11 News the deputy was taken to the hospital with injuries and that is why her transport was suddenly stopped and that's why Letitia Stauk was jailed in Kansas for about 12 hours. This is the arrest photo of her taken in Kansas. She was released overnight and we don't know yet if Stauk's going to face any additional charges for the attack on that deputy. Tonight, we've asked the El Paso County Sheriff's Office for a comment, and we're told they cannot comment on that transport. Well, I can guarantee you this. She will be charged if she attacked a deputy for Pete's sake. Right now, the stepmother, which truly feeds into the notion of the evil stepmother, Letitia T. Stotch, has been charged with murder. The search for Gannon goes on. Tip line 719-390-5555. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. 
No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.